Hello, everyone. This is One Narrow Gate Podcast. This is the Salvation Series Part 4. This one's a good one. I would say this one's a doozy, and it's very important. Now, the point of this series of salvation is to show that people need to have a true heart, a heart that's really genuinely desiring Jesus and desiring to stop sinning in order for Jesus to say, your sins are forgiven, you're good to go, you're going to heaven for eternity because you have a genuine heart for me and you want to turn from sins and from stopping all the wrongdoing that you want to do and that you maybe are doing. So, because and and the main critical point is saying a lot of churches and a lot of uh, Christians, evangelical Christians these days say, if you just repeat this prayer, if you really mean these words that I want you to repeat after me, you are saved, you're going to heaven. But we do not see that type of prayer and that type of strategy in, in the origins of Christianity, starting with Jesus and how Jesus can forgive sins based upon one that has a right heart before him. So without further ado, let's go to a very dramatic version of someone who had a right heart to turn to Jesus. Now, the first two the uh, paralytic and a wee little man named Zacchaeus, the first two in this in this series of examples of eyewitness accounts of people who really turned to Jesus and was and were forgiven by Jesus. Th- those two were saved and forgiven by Jesus before Jesus even died on the cross and was risen from the dead. A lot of people say, well, maybe salvation for people really only happened or happens once the death, the penalty for sin through death was atoned for by Jesus. But the real point of salvation is you don't even have to know all about the sacrifice. All you have to know is that Jesus is the only way to heaven and you want to stop sinning. That's true salvation, and there's proof in that. One of the proofs is the paralytic man in part two of this series. Another proof is part three with a man named Zacchaeus. And here is the third proof that it helps you understand the basics of turning to Jesus and coming to Jesus to save you. This, This event happened while Jesus was dying on the cross. Yes, this was the thief on the cross. Now, Jesus voluntarily said, I'm going to die. I'm, now, Jesus did nothing wrong. Everyone who's done wrong deserves death. Everyone deserves the death penalty according to God, and they deserve to go to hell. Now, Jesus was God come down as a man, and Jesus said, I'm going to do what no man can do. I'm going to pay that penalty, pay that death debt that everyone owes God. I'm going to pay that myself. And how does he do that? By being perfect. He did no sin. He didn't deserve death, but he voluntarily died at the hands of men at the hands of people who executed him so that that God could be satisfied saying, you know what? If people look to Jesus and say he paid that debt because he was perfect and didn't deserve to die, they will be saved. Their sins will be forgiven. So Jesus voluntarily said, I am going to die instead in other, in everyone else's place for those who believe in me. How did he do that? The execution means at the time of first century AD, this is around 33 AD, the means of execution was in the hands and responsibilities of the Roman Empire. They chose crucifixion, meaning they made a cross, a big beams in the shape of a cross. They nailed your hands to the outstretched arms of the cross, and they nailed your feet into the bottom of it, and you hung there until you died. Awful, excruciating, miserable, torturous, and absolutely brutal. And Jesus said, that's the means I want to demonstrate to everyone that I am the only, that I am going to die for everyone else's sins. So Jesus wasn't alone when he was going through that execution. He didn't even deserve that execution. I'm going to say that one more time. 
He wasn't alone. There were two other men on either side of him, according to eyewitnesses, and these men were criminals. They did deserve the punishment they were getting. So let's let's talk about the conversation that went on between the three of them. While the three of them were hanging by these wooden beams to die, they were going to be hanged there until they were death, nailed from their hands, most likely wrists, onto their beams that stretched out right and left, and nailed, their feet were nailed and impaled into this wooden beam so that they could hang there and until they died. Brutal. Here's the conversation between the two criminals and Jesus. One of the criminals who were hanged there was hurling abuse at Jesus, saying, Are you not the Savior? Save yourself and us. But the other answered and rebuking the first one said, Do you not even fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed are suffering justly for we are receiving what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he was saying, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to the man, truly, I say to you today, you shall be with me in paradise. Okay, I'm going to have, I'm going to ask the same question in the series so far with every single one of the different examples. Did the man pray the sinner's prayer? No. Did he repeat after someone? No. He didn't even have time to like Zacchaeus to change his ways and say, I'm going to be a better man. He was dying. He, all he could say was, I recognize I'm a horrible man and I deserve to die. So all he basically said was, I deserve this. I deserve this death, this torturous execution. And he said, Jesus, I'm looking to you as my only hope. And, and he also recognized that Jesus was king. Isn't that interesting? So look at, the, look at the points of this. He said, I deserve to die. I deserve to die. And Jesus, just please save me. I'm looking to you as my only hope. And you know what Jesus said? He says, today you shall be with me in paradise. Wow. Jesus, Jesus didn't even die yet and didn't even raise, rise from the dead yet. You know, the, the, God wasn't satisfied with the sacrifice yet, but God was satisfied with the heart of the man saying, you know what, Jesus, I'm looking to you to save me and I admit that I've done wrong and I deserve death. That's a big part of it. That's a heart that says, Sin is wrong. Sin is bad. All the wrong things that I've done, with all the wrong things I've done, I deserve to go to hell. But Jesus, just have mercy on me and please save me. That's amazing. It's amazing. That is a heart, a very dramatic, a very dramatic uh, event. And that's the heart that is saved by Jesus, that, that Jesus says, you are good to go because you recognize your sins are wrong. You recognize that you've done wrong. You deserve hell, but you're looking for me to save you. And Jesus says, I'll oblige. Even while Jesus is dying and hanging on the cross, he says, you're good to go, buddy. You're good to go. That's amazing. Did he pray the sinner's prayer? No. He didn't even have time to be baptized. He didn't even have time to repent from the wrongdoing he had done and try to change his ways. He didn't even have time to really follow Jesus and learn everything about Jesus. All he had to know is, I've done wrong. I deserve to go to hell. Jesus, you can save me and only you can. Please do. That's all he needed. That's all he knew. That's all he needed to know. That is one of the most amazing accounts of salvation. We're going to uh, see more examples of that uh, of people who were saved by Jesus after Jesus rose from the dead. And it's fascinating. So if you're really thinking, you know, I prayed a prayer and someone said I'm going to heaven and I'm, I've been taking them at their word for years now. Well, if I were you, I think critically and think maybe that didn't count because we don't see that in the Bible. Look what this man did. This man, this criminal hanging on the cross, 
He deserved this brutal execution, according to the government and even according to himself. But Jesus said, you're good to go because you came to me. So is your heart the right heart before God? Is your heart the heart that says, I've done wrong? Or did you just repeat after someone, took their word for it and said, now I don't have to worry about it anymore? It's a really good critical question. Because listen, take the example from the thief on the cross. Admit that you do wrong and you deserve to go to hell. That you deserve excruciating torture. And say, Jesus, I'm looking to you to save me. Only you can please do. And this was part four of the Salvation Series. Very dramatic, very important. And and think critically about this, because this is all true. This all really happened. And think critically about your own heart. If you've had the same experience of transformation from Jesus' forgiveness, um, that's a heart transformation and a desperation for Jesus to save you, apart from just words you say. Next, we're going to move on to what happens when the church got started and how people turned to Jesus after Jesus rose from the dead and ascended into heaven.